what modern marketers can learn from my three-year-old. Hi, I'm Neil Headley. Welcome to The Voice in My Head for Monday, March 7th, 2022. Let's get something clear right out of the gate. I am not suggesting in any way, shape, manner, or form that my three-year-old is smarter than a marketer. Although, if I'm you know, being honest, sometimes it does seem like she's got a leg up on some of them. Hey, including me. Um, as I'm writing the words that will become this episode, she is closer to her fourth birthday than to her third. But rather than take you on a trip down memory lane with irresistibly cute stories about the time she did such and such, I'm going to focus here on the one trait that got passed down from mom and dad that I'm the most grateful for. And no, I don't mean her speaking voice, although I do have to kind of admit that, um, Mrs. Headley and I revisit the conversation almost every week about whether or not we should add our daughter's voice to the official Knopp Studios roster that is growing by leaps and bounds. She's got one of the most compelling kid reads I've ever heard. Anyway, if you've been around toddlers and preschoolers for any length of time, you know that there is one word that kind of defines those years for children. And I really do hope that for you, that word isn't no. Um, in our house, that word is why. I'm envious of children for a great many things. You know, back when I did stand-up comedy, I had an extended piece in my act about how the best age for a human to be, under normal circumstances, is about eight. Because there are so many things about that age that bring back great memories for me that the way we were finally old enough to go trick-or-treating alone, you know, so as not to have our intensely terrifying creature from the swamp routine be sapped of its credibility by the non-terrifying mom standing on the sidewalk. Or the summer vacation when all you needed for a full day's entertainment was a pile of dirt and an admonition to come home when the streetlights came on. You know, or how the cereal section at a grocery store could be every bit as exciting as a visit to Six Flags. Three, though, still resonates because of that one word. Why? At three, you're not afraid to ask why. In his Evening at the Met special, which is quite possibly the greatest stand-up comedy special ever recorded, Robin Williams talked about his own three-year-old. It's an outrageous time when they ask you about everything. It's like, why is the sky blue? Well... Because of the atmosphere. Why is there atmosphere? Well, because we need to breathe. Why do we breathe? What the f*** do you want to know? <laughs> a year ago, you were sitting in your own shit. Now you're Carl Sagan. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> One thing I've learned, though, is uh, there's also such a thing as not asking why nearly enough. Look, we're not all that far removed from Super Bowl Sunday, or as we've come to call it in our house, stay away from the TV Sunday. This year was one of the first in a long, long time that I chose not to participate in any of the analysis of a given year's crop of big game advertising. For me, I'm having an increasingly difficult time understanding the reasoning that led to so many sponsors and their agencies only giving a rat's ass about their advertising one day out of the entire year. But let's use that Sunday as an example of a day where my three-year-old might make an important difference. Imagine, if you will, a board meeting at a giant corporation where the head honchos have gleefully revealed that they are going to spend the $7 million it costs for a Super Bowl commercial. 
At least that's what the price tag for some of the 30 second spots would be in 2022. And by the way, that was just for the airtime. That doesn't even account for the cost of producing the commercial. But back to our fictitious board meeting. So the ad agency people do what ad agency people appear to do sometimes and say to the assembled brain trust, okay, this is the only 30 seconds out of the entire year where we're actually going to try to do our very best work. So we're going to have Ryan Reynolds show up with Billie Eilish and the Old Spice guy, and the three of them are going to run around for 30 seconds saying boogity boogity boo while they're wearing t-shirts with our logo on them. Imagine how much better the crop of commercials would have been if someone in that meeting had taken a page from my three-year-old's coloring book and stopped to ask, why? I'm not even talking about the whole Ryan Reynolds, Billy Eilish, Old Spice guy thing. Or the boogity-boogity-boo. I mean, am I the only one who remembers what that? Somebody could have reshaped the entire landscape by asking the simple question, why, the moment that the muckety-mucks said they were going to buy time on the Super Bowl. Hey, we're going to spend $7 million on airtime for a Super Bowl commercial. Why? Not because the $7 million aren't worth it. I'm sure that for some advertiser, the investment was easy to justify. But sometimes it becomes obvious that the reason a marketer has done something is because that's what the conventional wisdom of the moment has said they should do. Put an ad in the yellow pages. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. Spend a bunch of money on SEO. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. Pay an influencer to do Instagram pictures where they're using your product and pretending that they discovered it all by themselves. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. Think about whatever project you're in the middle of right now and throw the word why into the step that you are working on today. And seriously, search out the answer. Don't just default to because I'll get fired if I don't. Have an actual answer to the question why for every step. And feel free to get as granular as Robin Williams' son did. As soon as you get something where you don't have a clear, compelling, well-founded answer, rethink what you're doing. Here's a quick list of times that I've asked why recently that stopped an element of a project dead in its tracks because nobody had an answer. Why hire this model for the ad instead of that one? Why should we start a podcast? Why are we investing in SEO? Why are we using that piece of music in the background of that commercial? Or a personal favorite of mine, why did you reject the piece of music that we chose for you? Now, every single one of those is a perfectly valid question. Look at the podcast question, for example. More times than my accountant would be pleased to hear about, I've responded to someone saying, I want to start a podcast with the question, why? And that's an important question to have the answer to because different answers dictate different paths forward. If your answer is, because I want to quit my day job, we need to have very different talk than if your answer is because I want to gradually establish myself as an expert in my field and a very different talk again if your answer is because all my competitors are doing it. Or the music question. If you're using Knopf Studios to produce your radio commercial and you send me a note back saying, I don't like the background music, be prepared for a reply from me that asks, why? Not because I'm being a jerk, but because experience led me to pick the music that I sent you for a specific reason. And if I'm going to get rid of that music and use something else, 
I need to know why. Mind you, if I just grabbed a piece of music and threw it in there without having a specific reason why I chose that exact track, it'd be fair to ask why there's music in the commercial to begin with. If you're watching a cop show on television and the camera focuses on a person who bumps into the main character on the sidewalk, you better believe that you're going to see that person later again in the show. How do I know? Because airtime is expensive. Just ask the Super Bowl people. And there's no reason to write anything into the show that doesn't serve a specific purpose. If it has no purpose, get rid of it. The courage to ask why allows you to understand the clearly defined reason you're doing some of the things you're doing. Because autopilot might be very effective on a transatlantic flight, but it's a terrible way to win on Super Bowl Sunday. Even my three-year-old knows that. That puts the wraps on episode seven of The Voice in My Head. Look, imagine a scenario where we had gotten together over coffee. If what you just heard would inspire you to pick up the tab, feel free to buy me a virtual coffee to say thanks. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash NOP. And NOP is spelled K-N-O-P-P. You can also find a transcript of this episode and a bunch of other goodies at knopstudios.com. And hey, if you listen through this episode and, you know, some of the others maybe thought to yourself, geez, this guy might have a clue. Maybe he can help us with such and such. Well, drop me a note. My email address is neil, N-E-I-L, at knopstudios.com. Till next time, thanks for listening to The Voice in My Head. I'm Neil Headley.